Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 542 of the Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. Coming up on the show, uh, we'll be finding out about the latest work of the cancer charity Balls to Cancer as they both raise awareness and help those who are suffering from the condition. We'll be finding out about the latest production from Codsall Dramatic Society as we head towards their Christmas play, Snow White. Carol Newman's going to let us know about her show Forever in Blue Jeans, which is at the Stafford Gatehouse later on this month. Also, we'll be hearing about a fantastic exhibition taking place at the Lighthouse, which has got contributors from across the city and from the Real Arts Workshop. And Matt Partridge will be along sharing some of his brand new album with us. That's all on the way. But first of all... Once again, Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre are moving into the world of production. This time it is The History Boys. It runs from the 7th through to the 22nd of February. And I have the boys of the title with me now. Hello! Hello! Right, there's, there's a lot of you, so we're going to need introductions here. So it's, it's almost like you've got your own boy band, pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. But, uh, so uh, let, let's start on the front row and work our way across with the name and who you're playing, please. Uh, my name is uh, Dominic Tracy and I'm playing Tim's. Hi, I'm Thomas Grant and I'm playing Posnet. Uh, my name's Aaron Bassey and I'm playing Akdal. I'm James Schofield and I'm playing Lockwood. My name's Jordan Scone and I'm playing Bacon. My name's Adonis Janico and I'm playing Crafter. I'm George Smith and I'm playing Rudge. I'm Fraser Hadfield and I'm playing Scripps. So there's lots of interactions between all the characters, the teachers, and the whole story is quite interestingly entwined, isn't it? So. Uh, how much can we give a flavour of, do you think, without giving too much away? Because you boys have all read the script now, haven't you? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they have done the homework, which is good. So, uh, but uh, we know we're in the 80s, a time before any of you were probably even thought of. And uh, I mean, is this, first of all, going to have a major impact on your hairstyles? Are, are we concerned a bit about this to begin with? Okay, so when the barber turns up to do whatever they need to do to recreate the 80s, you're going to be worried, I'm going to guess. But as an acting role, is this a play that each of you have heard of? We'll again run around the circle, so yeah. From your role? Yeah, yeah, it's a play I sort of came into contact with quite early and just adored it from like from the get-go and yeah it's, it's great to be to be playing it to be playing this role like yeah okay favorite thing about your character uh i'll just on a rough read through yeah i think his um his charm yeah yeah okay good fun right next um <laughs> i i knew it was a play that had such a big kudos about it mm-hmm. um especially for boys our age well, uh, implicit is alan bennett isn't it come on yeah, it's yeah, yeah, absolutely i didn't i didn't know much about it until the audition then i thought i'd Obviously, read the script, watch the watch the <laughs> film version, mm-hmm. uh, and I thought I thought it was just about a lot of kind of you know boarding school boys trying to get into Oxbridge. I was like, oh, what's interesting about that? And actually, obviously knowing the story now, then um, it's totally different. And I didn't know that there was a character in it for me, so it's really. I'm um, yeah, glad to have found that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I think it's a it's a play that's definitely grown on me throughout my first time I saw it, read it, and. What not? It's grown on me for a long way. That now I um I absolutely love it, and I think it's incredibly uh, relevant to a lot of different time periods. Yeah. Well, the eighties isn't that long ago. I was there. Yeah. I remember. <laughs> but... <laughs> well, from the eighties onwards. Yeah. Well, it's time, still... Times have massively changed. Yeah. yeah. So uh, there is a lot, a lot of that, which is some of it will stand out, and yeah. other bits you're going to see as the same, I suppose, as, as, as we tell the story. So that, that that should be good. Yeah, I think um I saw the film of the original play um, a little while ago and I think um, yeah it's relevant because it's it's I think someone said earlier but it's like a coming of age sort of play but also um, it does have a bit of 80s nostalgia I think mm-hmm. which is nice um, and um, Alan Bennett is obviously a bit of a national treasure when it comes to playwriting Absolutely. so and I think this play is predominantly the one that people go yeah it's a, to stand out. Oh, it's it's, it's yeah. done its time in all the, the big uh, centres yeah. of theatre yeah. in the world, hasn't it? So uh, it exactly deserves to be on stage at the Grand, which is exactly. going to be good. And uh, your, your take on it? Yeah, so I'd seen the, I didn't see the original cast, but I think I saw the original production once it had been recast a couple of times, mm-hmm. um, years ago, and then the film. Um, and yeah, it's the great thing about the play is that even though we're now doing it like 10 years or however long since the original, and it's obviously set in the 80s, it's, it's about a group of like school friends. And I think 
even though like the times change, that kind of like core group and like the banter you see between them, mm-hmm. that sort of is that kind of like stays through the course of time. So it doesn't really matter when you're doing it or, or when you've seen it. It's it's that thing that kind of keeps bringing you back to it. And, that, and that's a consistent through school yeah. life in any generation. Yeah, yeah I saw the film uh, in school, and it was sort of the perfect thing to watch in school. Uh, and I've never seen the play, mm-hmm. not separately. Um, but yeah, it's it's just totally like you just said. It is relevant throughout. Forever, although it is set in a certain time period, it's just it's the relationships that bond, not the yeah. time frame that they're in. Yeah. Yeah. I'm gonna say, happens to be in the eighties. Yeah, I'm going to say kids don't change because you're all what a sixth formers. So, but you, as far as from where I'm sitting now, you're kids, okay? <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, how, how do you feel about it? Yeah, I've never, I've never read it, and I've never seen the film or, or anything. I obviously heard of it because it was just you know everyone was going nuts over the history boys. Um, and then basically picked up a copy of it, obviously when I heard about this, and started reading it and just fell in love with it immediately. And it's, yeah, it's exactly what these guys are saying, the camaraderie of the boys and, and that sort of thing. But it, even when you're reading it, the language is so visceral, you just want to get involved. It gives you, a, it's a kind of, yeah, it gives you a, a pulse that you really want to sort of jump up and start messing around with all these, all these guys immediately. Yeah. Um, yeah, and, and last with the most difficult to answer because everyone said everything already. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely love the play. I always always have done. Uh, I saw the original production, I think, on tour, actually. So. See, two of you showing off, I like that. Actually. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually sure know more about it. Uh, no, uh, <laughs> no it's, it's great, and I've always wanted to play scripts, mm-hmm. actually, and um, I thought I was going to be a bit unlucky because it's not done that often anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was going, I thought I was going to miss it. I thought I was going to get too old by the time you do a twentieth anniversary production and all that. But so it's lovely to be able to get the chance to to do it actually. And, yeah. and, uh seems like a nice group of lads. Yeah, we, we, you seem to be bonding quite well. I mean, you've had a few days because there's some film portions of it and you've been working yeah. together on that around the city. Uh, and, and that must have been quite good fun. So it's, it's given you a chance to actually have... you yeah. reverted back to being children. Yeah, it was Yeah, it didn't take long. <laughs> so who, who's the oldest? Have we worked that out? Me, yeah, yeah and you are 26. 26, yeah, but you, you don't look it, which is the annoying thing. <laughs> uh, but so you, you're all playing uh, lads in the teens, and we know what's on the mind of most lads in the teens, and that's one of the driving forces behind this, isn't it? It is about their love lives, it is about yeah. Yeah, going out, having a drink, be, and, and just basically being lads, and that's, that's eternal. Let's try and work out some interactions. So, uh, uh, who can you work out who you interact with most here? Have you got best mates? We're best friends. He's yeah. decided. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I emailed him. Yeah, yeah, you're best friends with Lockwood. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if that's in the script, but you just said it to me. And I've been telling him every day, so he knows. Yeah. But I mean, the, the rest of you, is, is there anything that's really stood out? Think, is, is, yeah, how are you going to get on? Scripts has quite a, a bit to do with, with um, Dakin, and, mm-hmm. uh, but also Posner. I, I get to play the piano for, for Tom in yeah. the show. Uh-huh. And Tom gets to sing along, which is quite nice. Uh-huh. And, and Scripps is my, my agony on because yeah. I'm, I'm in love with Dakin. Mm-hmm. So, that, yeah. yeah. I have to hear out all my woes. <laughs> <laughs> Weird little love triangle. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, but this is one of the joys of the show as well, though, isn't it? I mean, and and uh, now, I suppose we're in a time now where it's easier to talk about that and it will seem less strange to kids who come and see it that we're able to talk about that. But in the yeah. 80s, what we're talking about would have been illegal. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know, it, it, it was it, with a legal age of 21 throughout the 80s for a homosexual relationship. Things are very different now, Absolutely. but still, the story, the love triangle, etc., yeah. needs to be there. I, I, th- I think it's really refreshing that it, Alan Bennett writes it from a point of view that the, the boys accept him um, for, for who he is as well, and, and then we can study the, his relationship dramas without a group of kids uh, isolating him for who he loves. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's a really nice decision he's made to not make it about... Um, everyone bullying him perhaps because of who he is yeah. instead of accepting him and then we explore um, you know who he falls in love with instead so I think that's really nice of him to mm-hmm. explore that Well you all get to explore those characters on stage it is at Wolverhampton's Grand Theatre from the 7th through until the 22nd of February 01902 is a box office number grandtheatre.co.uk to get your tickets and come and see an in-house production which is going to be the finest standard and do great things on the stage with a truly wonderful cast we can tell that already <laughs> well, have, a, have a great time break a leg and we look forward to uh, seeing the play come February Thank you, yes, thank you. In a moment or two's time, we'll be hearing from Matt Partridge. We've got something from his brand new album, both live and pre-recorded. Before we do, though, let's take a track from his previous album, 
This is from parts per million and it's any road home. has a brand new album out. Second solo, Destroying Is Easy is the album itself. And it's rather nice artwork, looking good, and he's with me now. Hello, sir. Hello. Nice to be back. Well, good to have you along, because, I mean, I think I first interviewed you probably a decade ago, we're thinking here, but as as part of Solely Morning. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, Solely Morning. Yeah, Um, yeah, but it was 10 years ago, yeah. It must have been maybe even before that. Could easily be. Uh, yeah, but, yeah. I mean, great music that we enjoyed then. And uh, I, no, I haven't listened to the solo album yet. Yeah. But uh, what, uh, what do I need to know about it? How much work have you done um, on this? I've done loads of work on it, to be fair. It's like three years of work. Um, and uh, it's, um, to be honest, it's probably the first time that I've been able to um, fully uh, express myself. Because mm-hmm. when I was with Sowley Morning, it's just one fifth, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean you, you've all got to have an input in a band, yeah, haven't you? Yeah, yeah, you yeah. are, you're a collective. Yeah, yeah. That's how exactly, it's got to work. Exactly. So, but this has allowed you a chance to, to show your own music, and we're looking at what are the, the tracks aren't numbered. How many tracks are on there? Ten songs. On See, there. Yeah, Ten songs. much better yeah, than me yeah, trying yeah. to add it up. But uh, and, and and what sort of journey are we taking through that? Because you, the the world is never a calm and spiritual place in its no, entirety, no. is it? No. Um, well, my first album, 
I'd done that, I released that three years ago. That was um, quite poppy, really, because I wanted to do something totally different from mm -hmm. Solely Morning. Um, and that's why I say that this is the first time I've been able to express myself, because I, I made that kind of poppy um, sound on purpose, just because I wanted to go far away from what I, mm -hmm. I was yeah, used you, to. You wanted to change it. Yeah, and, yeah. whereas this is like what I'd, this is what I'd do if I hadn't done anything before, if you know yeah. what I mean. This is like... This is full mat. Yeah, yeah. yeah. This is, um, I suppose there's, um, I don't know what style to call it, really. I suppose there's elements of like... Partridge-esque? Yeah, partridge-esque. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, I'm pleased with it. I think um, I think it's my best work. Mm -hmm. So I just hope people enjoy it. Um, well, I think they probably will. Now, from what well. I know of you and, uh, and your work in the past, <laughs> so it, it should be good. Um, so... What uh, do you think you're, you're bringing to the table this time? Because you're going to be touring with this, I take it? Um, well, uh, no. You, you, you're, not the, you're not sharing I it that was, way? No, no. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm gigging, gigging that. Yeah, yeah, I'm gigging that. But um, I'm, just, uh, I'm just quite easy going with it this time. Mm. I don't want to... Um, I've just done it for the fun. You know, I don't want to... I don't want to sort of... It's your Make music. It a big you, deal, yeah. yeah, you're not keeping it to yourself, though. You are sharing it with us on disc I am, and stuff. Yeah, I'm sharing it on CD. It's funny you should say that actually, because uh, I've decided that I ain't going to put it on um, online, like for download mm. this time. So it, it's a real physical thing. Yeah, yeah. And I want people to, I want people to want it basically, mm -hmm. rather than just have a casual listen. So if there's not a full tour, the occasional gigs. Yeah, if there's yeah, not yeah, streaming. Yeah. How are people going to find that? Are you going to be busking on the street corner somewhere, yeah, flogging copies yeah. of the disc? Um, well, I suppose places like open mic nights and that. Mm -hmm. um, and a chance where you get to thrive and do your own thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, just just going around places, you know, and um, and of course just putting it on, um, putting uh, music videos on YouTube mm -hmm. and that, and sharing my songs and. Um, Facebook are you, and are you enjoying, yeah, enjoying yeah. all the social media stuff are you big on the socials um, well has the beard got its own Instagram I, page I've got, have I the beard the beard well you have obviously <laughs> but the beard could easily have it into its own yeah 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 yeah. Um, it's uh, well yeah no, I've uh, I've got my own um, social media pages mm -hmm. uh, at Matt Partridge Official if yeah. uh, you want to okay. check yeah. it out right um, and and uh, well, I don't know if I'd be on social media if it wasn't for music, mm -hmm. but um, yeah, it, that's, it, another it that's another yeah, story it's, altogether. It's, 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 there's probably a song to be had in there somewhere, <laughs> yeah, isn't yeah, there? Yeah, yeah. But, uh, okay, so, so what do we explore? I mean, we've got uh, the title track, Destroying is Easy, and is, is that, was that the title track before you decided on the album? Um, was it, was it cut, oh, and and yeah. the album sort of followed it, or More, was it the other way around? It was in a way, yeah, yeah. Um, I'm glad you asked about that, actually, because... Um, yeah, it's uh, there's all the songs on there mean summit and um, it's quite um, compared to my last album. It's quite dark, if you know what I mean. But mm -hmm. one of the reasons why I'd, I just wanted to release it on CD was because um, the order's important. Mm -hmm. And like, if you just download it, a lot of people just listen to it. So you want yeah, them to put it on yeah, the stereo yeah. or in the car yeah, yeah. And, and listen to it oh, through. Yeah, I, I really made a conscious effort when I was writing it as well. I kind of. I had the order in my head of where I wanted to go because it kind of it starts off quite dark mm -hmm. and it kind of lightens up as it goes on basically. But yeah. it's uh, I made a real sort of conscious effort to do that, so it was it was important. That's um, important to me why I released it on um, just physical copy, really. Mm -hmm. Well, you know? ten tracks, physical yeah. copies. Yeah. Destroying is easy. Yeah. Matt Partridge. Where can we go to find out where you're going to be with these in a suitcase, knocking them out like your Dell boy? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'll be like. Yeah, um, you can go to, uh, you can go on my Facebook page and my, my Instagram site, yeah, which is at Matt Partridge, and that's Matt We Want T. Okay, that's it. Yeah, as, Matt as We Want T. Well. Yeah, yeah, official. Good job you mentioned that because I don't want. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Partridge as in. Partridge fish. as in uh, Alan Partridge or yeah. Partridge in a pear tree or that does yeah, the job. Yeah. So there's no weird spellings yeah, yeah. there. Yeah, and uh, check out that. And yeah. uh, but I mean, interact with you as well. I mean, you don't bite, you will talk back, won't you? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes, so not always. Don't, <laughs> yeah, don't, yeah. just don't wait. Just, don't just, just be. It might happen. It might not. But yeah, I mean, yeah. you're going to play us a track from the album there. What we're we going to get to hear? Um, the start or the end? Are we going to be happy uh, or sad? 
Uh, I'll tell you what, well, I've, I've got gonna... a couple in mind. Okay. Um, I think I might play uh, the middle one. The middle one? A song called Rezo. Rezo, okay. Tell us a little bit about Rezo before we um, hear it. It's, uh, it's happy sounding, but uh, the subject's quite dark. Okay. So uh, We'll listen carefully to the words. That? Okay. <laughs> and when you buy the album, you can uh, listen to it in order with everything else that should be around it. Yeah. Meanwhile, Matt, always great to meet up with it's you. Great to Good be to back. see you. And uh, I'm looking forward to sticking that on the car stereo and listening to it in the right order. Brilliant. I'm glad you still got a car stereo. This is, uh, I'm the one. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've got an old car. That's the way it is. But uh, thank you. No, that's great. Thank you. Okay, this is a, this is a song called Rezo. Think I'm done with you, Rezo I don't like how you use my mind Should have known from the word go you I wouldn't see eye to eye Yeah, I'm through with you, Rezo I've only room for just one vice Yeah, I loathe you now, let go Temptation won't arise Won't fall for no more of your lies I've had it talking rubbish late at Till the birds are singing Now I'm wondering Home in daylight Oh, I got a long way to go still Baby, no When I'm with you now, Rezo, I turn into someone I don't like. Talking shizza with people I despise. I watch with interest from afar. I'm thinking, I'm so glad that's not me anymore. Stood in cubicles, sweating over more. Won't fall for no more of your lies. I've had it talking rubbish late that night. Till the birds are singing. Now I'm wondering, home in daylight. Oh, I got a long way to go still. Baby, no, I ain't heading with you back there down here. Even though nobody else would ever know, I know, and that's enough to keep me on my toes. So, oh, Rezo, get gone, I go. Oh, Rezo, get gone, I go. From the 28th of November through to the 7th of December, on selected nights, Codswell Dramatic Society have their children's play. The time of all, I have Nikki and Wendy with me. Hello to you both. Hello. Right, so first of all, tell me a little bit about the production, because it is Snow White this year, isn't it? Wendy, That's I'll let right. you go first, I think. Okay. Uh, one of our ever-popular children's plays. Uh, this is based on the traditional fairy story and it's aimed at children aged 3 to 11. Uh, it simply tells the story of Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. But it may be aimed at children from 3 through 11, but everybody's going to absolutely love every moment of it. I love coming every single year. It's going to be an absolute treat. Uh, and Nikki, what, what are the highlights for you this year? 
Um, the, well, I'm playing one of the uh, dwarves. I don't, I don't know if we're actually called dwarves, but I am playing clumsy, um, and I get to do lots of really daft stuff, um, falling about the place, and um, yeah, hitting people with spades and things. So Codsell has once again put its own spin on the story, and that helps bring the Pantos life. And it makes it your own special play as well, doesn't it? I think the yeah. kids love that, don't they? Yeah, oh, I'm sure they will, yeah. I'm sure they will. It's very funny. So is clumsy typecasting for you, or is it, uh, is it something you had to you know, do method on? Well, I did have to work very hard, um, but yes, it is uh, entirely typecast. Okay. I am quite a clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> um, and has it ever a return of the colouring competition for kids too? Uh, of course, colouring competition for the children, loads for them to get involved with, songs to sing, disco to take part in. Uh, there's slapstick, there's uh, all the usual, he's behind you, etc. And, and a, a selection of fantastic songs, I trust. Well, yes. I mean, <laughs> real classics like Old MacDonald and things like that. But it's something the kids can get into and uh, you know, parents and grandparents can join in with too. Definitely. And it's going to bring the whole of the village out as ever, I'm absolutely sure. And uh, so when it comes down to it, which has been the most fun for each of you doing the prep, Nikki, first? Um, oh gosh, you put me on the spot. Um, I well, with the chase scene is um, is very exciting. Okay, let's look forward to not too many spoilers though. So yeah, that's that's good fun. Quite tiring, but good fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and Wendy. Uh, I think trying to get the dwarves to dance has been the highlight for me. Oh, okay. So, yeah. are you full on directorship role, is that what? Are you sneaking into the play as well in any way at all? Uh, well, you never know, do you? <laughs> okay, there's, a, there's a, be, anything can happen. That's just part of the, the joy of these things. It should be really good fun. So, um, obviously, you want to get your tickets. Uh, the price is £6. Where can they get hold of those? Uh, tickets can be bought at uh, either Ian Rigby Jewellers at Birch's Bridge or Village Crafts in the square at Codsall. They can be purchased online at www.codsaldramaticsociety.co.uk or on the ticket hotline 01902 Can we redo that one? Yeah, and shall I go also? And also there's a ticket hotline as well, isn't there? That's right. It's 01902. 267322. So get your tickets that way. And, and all this is part of uh, yeah, the bigger picture with Codsell as well. And obviously, it's a, it's a massive annual event. But you're also involved in the Staffordshire Community Lottery as well, aren't you? So people can actually support the work that you guys are doing, bringing theatre and making you know, the, the whole ethos of the, of the village a little bit more fun through that as well, can't they? Absolutely. Uh, anybody can support by going onto the South Staffs Community Lottery website. Uh, which helps us, it helps to raise money so we can put quality production on, uh, not just at Christmas, but throughout the year. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, another great set of plays this year. And uh, what have we got else uh, coming up in 2020? Are we allowed to, uh, to reveal all? Yep, we're part of Codsell Community Arts Festival, and for that we're producing Alan Aikborn's Evergreen, Joking Apart. Uh, that's on in March, March the 18th to the 20th. Full details on the community arts festival website so again check all of that out just a bit of googling and uh, uh nikki i mean are you going to be clumsy throughout the whole of christmas is this something we should worry about after you've finished the show yeah it's, it's highly possible i might in- sustain some sort of injury at some point but i'll be fine fingers crossed on which case i will though say break a leg uh <laughs> so at least you know what you're going to injure yourself doing uh but uh, do go along find out more it's console dramatic society presenting snow white absolutely brilliant play as you say 28th of november through until the 7th of december on selected dates it's the weekends over those two week periods check it all out thursday through to saturday and you are in store for an absolute treat for you and all the family thanks again for joining us thanks jason bye time for another song from matt partridge now this is the title track from his brand new album destroying is easy
makes money, you ain't got it. Finally, now it looks the part. And then you're all done, you build it up so good, yeah, it's all sounding. Along the wall comes just a little up the pump, and it all falls down so quickly. Darling, believe me, trying is Partridge and destroying is easy here on the Milk Bar. Forever in Blue Jeans returns to the Stafford Gatehouse on the 23rd of November. It'll be an amazing night as ever. Carol Newman is going to tell us more about what's going on. Hello to you. Oh, hello there. How are you doing? I'm very well, and I trust we find you well. Oh, yes, absolutely. Well, actually, I've got a little bit of a cold, been overworking a little bit, but uh, mustn't complain. You are always working, so I don't know if you have time to do anything other than keep <laughs> performing on stage and making people happy. Uh, well, exactly. Well, we do try, you know, we do try. <laughs> so, uh, what's the the lineup for the show this year? Oh, the lineup for the show. There are seven people on the stage, and we all have an absolutely. Do you know, what? I'm I'm saying seven. But yes, there is seven. That's right. <laughs> um, there's four musicians in the band, absolutely top notch musicians, and myself out the front, along with a lady called Rachel Cantrell, who is a local lady to yourself. She hails from Litchfield, mm-hmm. and also a chap called Gary Thatcher. And great, both great singer, great dancers, and great friends of mine, and you'll just have the time of your lives. So what music can we expect? Because you do like to vary the tunes that go into the show. We do, we do. We do lots of country music, we do a little bit of rock and roll, we do songs from The Carpenters, songs from Carole King, you name it, we do it. A, a show 
made up of all the different uh, genres that you do. And uh, when it comes to the carpenters, uh, you have, of course, got the, the, the full carpenter show that you do. So those parts yeah. are going to be even more amazing than everything else. And everything else is going to be blooming awesome, isn't it? <laughs> well, do you know what? The thing is, do you know, we, I've been running this show now for 20, oh gosh, 26 years, I think it is. And I started it with my husband, like I say, 26 years ago. And I very sadly lost Bob five years ago. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and I've been carrying on myself since then. And in all those years, and this is an absolutely sort of, it's true as I'm sitting here. It, in all those years, we've never failed to give people a good night. And uh, we've never had a bad night yet, which is just the most absolutely amazing, incredible. I think it's testament to the amount of effort that you guys put into making sure the show is right. The rehearsals, which are clearly there, even though you're touring with it the whole time, it's you know you you, you you're busy with the the music, and you basically live these songs on stage. Oh yes, absolutely. I think I think, in all honesty, if you're going to be in our sort of job, you can't fool the public. So there's no point even trying. So you may as well, you know, get up there. And like you say, you live it. You you sing, and what you sing, the words that you sing, you you really do mean. And for me personally, I mean, I love, you know, personally, I, this is I just love the sad songs because I can really relate to them. Mm. And not that I'm a sad person, don't think that, because uh, you know I really am not. But of course, we all go through sadness in our lives. And I think, you know, you get to an age and you can relate to songs more. And uh, yeah, and I think people that come along to our shows can come along, relax. They can sort of have memories. They can look to the future, and they can just have fun, and it's lovely. It's, I suppose in in some ways it's a bit like that. Yeah, you know, the comfy outfit you pop on when you get home. It's a, yes, a list of the music. Yes, yes. You sort of you're comfortable. You're encased in the songs, and you're just going to have a, a, a fab night. Exactly. Just come out and forget your troubles. Yes, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Well, it's it's going to be absolutely brilliant. Uh, we know that much. I've seen you perform on stage several times, and you and the team are absolute stars. Oh, thank you. If you want to get your hands on tickets, 01785 619 080, But you can get all the info and about the show itself, and people want to have a little bit of taster for it. That's all on your website, isn't it? It is. www.foreverinbluejeans.co.uk it is an absolute treat to speak to you, and it'll be an absolutely fantastic night. Carol Newman, thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Time for the tune from Matt Partridge now, this time under the pseudonym of... Mr. Authority, he knows it all. 
taken from the album Destroying Is Easy. That's Matt Partridge with Under the Pseudonym Of. Real Arts Workshop have a fantastic exhibition down here at the Lighthouse. To tell us more, I have Gary and I have Alex and we have Tracy doing sign language and who will be Gary's voice for us this evening, apart from the point where he says hello, hello. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, good to have you all here and an amazing exhibition. Uh, first of all, Alex, tell us a little bit about the exhibition itself and how it came together. Okay, so we were asked to put the exhibition together by the Mayor of Wolverhampton. One of her charities this year is the um, Suicide Prevention Stakeholder Forum, mm-hmm. um, which is obviously concerned with the um, you know, prevention of suicide in Wolverhampton. And that's the whole theme of the exhibition. We called it Support Life, which is named after the wharf that I designed two years ago. If you remember the Wharves and Wharves project, some people might remember that. Mm-hmm. Um, I designed a wharf called the Support Life Wharf, which is now at the university. And, and so as soon as we got the, the message about the exhibition, we put a call out for submissions and we're just totally blown away really by the, the amount and the quality of the very diverse responses to that, to that theme. And Gary, how many people have been involved in bringing all of this artwork together? Probably about 25 people altogether have had a lot of submissions. And we're still having more as well throughout the week, which we'll add to the project as we go through. Okay, so they're going to get added in as we head towards the end of November. So that's going to improve and expand what we have here. It already looks amazing, and you must have had, Alex, a a great response from people who've seen it so far. Yeah, we've had very positive feedback. So we had our official launch uh, on the 8th of November, although actually it was open before then, the public could come and have a look around. But our official launch was the 8th, and we did like a performance evening, a very short um, performance evening with some songs and some poetry and uh, Madam Mayor was there as well to sort of open that officially and she said a few words about it and we've invited people to um, interact with this exhibition as well so it's not just one that you can just look at and then walk away from uh, we want people to for example add to a wish tree that we've got up mm-hmm. um, well actually it's, a, it's a, a tree of hope we're calling it yeah. um, so people can write their wishes and any messages on tags and add that to the tree that will grow so we've got quite a lot of people doing that we've also got a comments book so we get some really positive feedback actually some very poignant messages as well in there about people that maybe have experienced depression um, or suicide in themselves or people that they know this is an issue for um, and we've also got some workshops lined up as well so we can add to the exhibition with uh, people's artwork themselves so they can be part of the exhibition as well as it grows through November. Well, uh, Gary, uh, obviously this is something which is supporting the work that Real Arts Workshops do all the time so you must be really proud of what's happening down here. Oh yes, definitely very proud. To see all the artwork here, it's amazing, it really is. It's, um, I think it's good to show that what people can do and the work that they've done and I'm proud that we've done it. I think it's, it's been really good and it started November the 8th. I was absolutely dumbfounded by the amount the, the superior work that's been exhibited here and to say that people are really skilled artists so we should celebrate and I'm very proud of it. Well, absolutely brilliant stuff and, and this hopefully is something uh, Alex that will maybe grow into an even bigger exhibition next year. Well hopefully yeah it's a shame for it just to be a one-off uh, I should say as well that the percentage, a percentage of the sales of artwork, if people do want to buy any of the arts that are for sale, will go to the Mayor's Charity as well. Mm-hmm. So it would be nice if this carries on a bit longer, yeah. So it would be great to, to see that. People can come down here, here and see it. How much is it to get in? It's free entry, so people are you know, more than welcome to come and have a look around. The workshops are free as well, and we have another performance evening on the 27th, which people are welcome to come to and join in. Um, and like you say, it reinforces the work that we do. We do a lot of work with different groups in, in, the, in Wolverhampton and, and the surrounding area as well. Just really sort of bringing the arts to people and getting people engaged with the arts for lots and lots of different reasons to do with the well-being and building confidence on those, those good positive things. So you can come and see this exhibition down here at the Lighthouse. It's in the Chubb buildings in the heart of Wolverhampton on Friar Street. Where can we go to find out more about Real Arts Workshops? So they'll find Real Arts Workshops online. We've got a, a website which is realartsworkshops.co.uk. We're also on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. And there is actually a Support Life exhibition um, page. So if they go to Support Life, they'll find that on Facebook. 
And yeah, absolute brilliant exhibition. Thank you both for the work that you've done putting this together. And of course, uh, the support through Claire Dark, the Mayor of Wolverhampton as well. Excellent to see all this down here. And we look forward to it running all the way through to the end of the month. And uh, there, who knows what can happen next? Fingers crossed for uh, even more of the expression of people uh, across the city in the form of art. And uh, it's one to come and explore and take a look at. So again, congratulations. Thank you, Gary, Alex, and of course, Tracy as well. Thank you very much. Time for one last song now from Matt Partridge. This is The Fleetingness of Time.
The fleetingness of time from Matt Partridge here on the Milk Bar. The charity Balls to Cancer continue their work making sure that men are thinking about their health. To tell me more, I'm joined now by Mark Bate. Hello, sir. Hello. How's it going? It's not too bad, thank you very much. Long time no speak, in fact, it's been a few years, but the charity itself came into existence in, what, 2011? 2011, yeah, so we're we're eight years into it now, Um, and it's transformed quite dramatically since we started it back then. Mm -hmm. Um, It was started initially just as a uh, male cancer awareness charity um, to raise awareness of, of testicular cancer. Um, we now, um, over the years, have decided that it, we, we've had a lot of women contact us, mm-hmm. um, so we've had to uh, grow the, the, the reach to include women in, uh, we do children as well now. Um, and we go, we, we help people financially, we help people with um, dream days out for mm-hmm. the terminally ill. We've got two holiday homes down in Burnham-on-Sea that we give free holidays to families with cancer. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've now got a, a new thing we're doing at the moment, which is a chemo care pack. So anybody that's going through chemo treatment, um, we send them a free pack, which consists of um, a cold gel, freeze gel pillow for the head, mm-hmm. uh, thermometers, sickness bands, um, all sorts of things that people have told us help yeah. and benefit. Just the sort of stuff that you maybe wouldn't think of and you need someone there who's got that experience because you've spoken to so many people yeah. that you can actually make a difference. And, yeah. and that, that's what it's all about, isn't it? Not only about getting the message across, getting people to check themselves, which is vitally important, but also helping for those who have discovered they have got an issue. And of course, the earlier you can catch cancer, the better chance you've got of beating it. Yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, very, it's very simple. Uh, the percentages of uh, survival increase massively if you can catch it early which is why we're always telling people and, and with our daily campaigns on online uh, always telling people to make sure they check themselves be aware of their body head to toe mm-hmm. um, including moles and things just just so you know if anything changes to do something about it mm-hmm. quickly yeah and it's not all doom and gloom necessarily not everything that you find is going to be a problem and in particular some cases of blood cancers the symptoms that may yeah, manifest themselves there could be one of several other conditions or, or a minor ailment or just a change in your body but the important thing is talk to a health professional if you're concerned yeah certainly i mean uh, prostate cancer is, is a main one um, there is a level of prostate cancer in in anybody mm-hmm. um, obviously men um, but it's only when that level increases that it causes mm-hmm. a problem. So, yes, you can get checked. Yes, you could get a, a, a score of some percentage, mm-hmm. but until it reaches a certain level, it's not, it's not a danger. So, it's, you know, it's, it's always there, if you like. Mm-hmm. And that's part of, you know, very often a health check for, for men as they're maybe hitting 40 and above. But something like uh, testicular cancer, that knows no barrier, does it? It can hit men of any age from around, you know, sometimes it's 15 upwards. Well, they say the average is 15 to 44, I think is what the, the average is. But we've had children born with it. Mm-hmm. And just recently, we had an 80-year-old um, man contact us, and he's got it. So th- there is no right or, you know, it, it's always worth checking. So yeah. I don't think, you're oh, I'm 45, I'm fine now. Yeah. You're not fine. You've just got a lower probability. It. It's yeah. all yeah. the probability yeah. that it's going to happen. But uh, so we, we, we see from all the work that's been done uh, on in the media, it's around the number of people who will get cancer in their lifetimes. We know it's around 50%. So we know we have to monitor these things. We know we have to catch it early. And that's, again, where you guys are coming in with the education. And uh, there's, it's an awareness that is put through your website as well, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, what we're trying to do is to make it as, as regular as uh, cleaning your teeth, as regular as going to the doctors, uh, sorry, getting your car checked. So you, you, you get up in the morning, you know, all oh, right, it's Friday, we're like our Frumble Friday campaign, mm-hmm. we know it's Friday, give ourselves a check, off to work we go, sorted. Mm-hmm. So think about that, do all that, check out the website, there's some great uh, information on there, but also follow you on Twitter and Facebook as well because you'll be able to see what's going on and also get a few tips on, on a daily basis. Yes, we, we, do, we, we do try to put things out there every day. Um, we're currently pushing our Christmas ball, which is happening in two weeks' time, um, so that's on, on the website as well. But yeah, it, it's every day, certainly on Twitter and Facebook, every day we're putting something out there. We try to make it light-hearted, we try to make it fun, but it's just, there's a serious message behind mm-hmm. it. You need to, to be aware of yourself, mm-hmm. and that's, that's the important thing. Be aware of your own body. Yeah, and you, you've got to have a baseline to be able to check to so you know what is different for you. Yeah, yeah, which is why we find a lot of partners 
find cancers mm-hmm. um, and changes, not necessarily cancers, but changes, because obviously they probably touch you more mm-hmm. than you touch yourself. Mm-hmm. So that, that has happened. Breast cancer has been noticed many a time by partners rather than the person that's got it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's, it's very important. And, and it can, you can make it as part of your you know, a relationship thing to, mm-hmm. to decide, right, well, okay, once a month, we'll check each other yeah. just before we go to bed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that. Yeah, and uh, then you're aware of what's going on and you, you can see it changes that way. Yeah. So where can we go to find out more? Uh, Ballstercancer.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, on Facebook, it's just look for Balls Cancer. Twitter, Balls Cancer. Instagram, Balls Cancer. Yeah. Simple. Yeah. And it's, it's about putting the fun into making sure you stay healthy and helping those who unfortunately have picked something up and they, you know, that you're going to be there to benefit from other people's journeys and what, that, what they've said so you guys can share the message and make sure that they're looked after as well as they can be. Yeah, I mean, you know, we, we, we do a lot of things to, to raise awareness. We, we do a lot of fun things. But there is a serious part of it. We do do a lot for people that are fighting it on a daily basis. We, you know, we have to financially support some. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's, it's a terrible disease. It affects so many people. Obviously, it affects the person. It affects their outer family. And then financially, it's a big burden as well because people can't work. They, you know, you, 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 your wage is reduced. Um, so it becomes very difficult. We, we do all sorts of things. We, buy, we bought a, a woman's uh, kid, kids' school uniforms recently, mm-hmm. coats for the winter. Um, uh, we just sent a family to um, the snow dome mm-hmm. because the, the mother of the family has only got a few days left so she wanted to take them all to the snow we did that yeah you know so, so stuff that will put a smile on your face but behind it something serious and you're doing your best to make every moment of life so much better and hopefully avoid people having to suffer by finding a cancer early yep very very much so uh, if, we, if we can get it stopped early, you've got a better chance of survival. I mean, that, that is the, the simple baseline of it, really. Yeah. Oh, my base from Balls to Cancer. Thank you for joining us. Thank you very much. Thank you. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for joining us. Back with episode 543 next week. I'll see you then. For half an hour. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar, yeah.